Hello, everyone. Welcome to This Is Not a Safe Space with uh, me, Nick Beaton, on Never Sleeps Network. Be sure to check out NeverSleepsNetwork.com for this podcast and other great podcasts. There's lots of them, so make sure you check that out. I am joined here today by a good friend of mine and a very funny comic, Peter White. Hello, Peter. How are you Hello, doing? Hello, Nick. Those are two nice things you said about me. Yeah, I know. And uh, it's weird because uh, we don't have that kind of relationship whatsoever. No, I'm really a bit uncomfortable now. I was trying to do this in a professional manner. It's not easy. No, yeah. You, you want to sound like you, you're, you're, you know, nice and uh, and everything, but we we never say nice things to each other. Yeah, you want to sound like you're nice, but also you want to sound like you don't want to punch yourself in the face. Right All right, I'll, I'll do that again. I'm joined here today by sack of human garbage, Peter White, everybody. USA. <laughs> USA. Much better. My gut just stuck out on that. I forgot where you're at. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. But you, I looked just to make sure it wasn't there. Because your gut just came pouring out of your just shirt. <laughs> not wearing an appropriate to be on camera shirt right No, we now. did not know we were doing Facebook Live today. So uh, this is new to both of us. But we're also both uh, battling a bit of a cold. So there'll be snifflings. It's the same cold. And maybe even coughs. Don't uh, ask how I got from him to me. Yeah, we, we'd rather But the answer is anally. That. Uh, yeah, it's, an, it's a pure anal cold. <laughs> it's an anal cold. It's one of those sure. rare anal colds. My <laughs> ass has been coughing for a week now. It's the only way you can transmit it is by opening your asshole directly <laughs> against someone else's asshole. It's, uh, yeah, which is, so you know how it happened then, everybody, and it's, uh, getting weird now. <laughs> Sorry, we don't, I didn't mean to kiss and tell. <laughs> no. It was a wonderful intro. Thank you for calling me a human piece of garbage. I mm. feel better. Yeah, good. But yeah, so there's a, first of all, I want to talk to Pete uh, about comedy specifically. We, uh, we lived in the UK together oh, God, for a little bit, doing some, some comedy there, and Pete just got back from his uh, widely successful Edinburgh <laughs> show. <laughs> he, he knows. Uh, I, I didn't see it or anything, but he, I talked to him daily while he was there, and he, um, he did not enjoy that experience. Why don't you tell us a little bit about it there, Pete? Well, they, f- they really fuck you over at the start, because they talk about how great it is, right? I'm yeah. sure the same thing happened to you. Yeah, yeah. All everyone told me is it's the biggest arts festival in the world, mm-hmm. which it is because they let everybody in. Yeah, there's no it cut off. There's no, no. Uh, there's no quality control. If you have whatever it is, 400 pounds or whatever it is <laughs> uh, to get in, and then you have to pay to be in the book. It's just a cash grab. Everybody's just 100%. there making money. Every single person there makes a ton of money except for the comedians. Yeah. So, uh, and the average audience, they don't tell you this until you're there either. The average audience is two. Like the average size of an audience yeah, for every show. They're is really like small. People. And I was in one with 800. Yeah. So somebody's getting zero, like a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's definitely a lot of like, uh, well, I did mine at uh, this place and it was kind of, uh, it wasn't even in the main area, which maybe no, worked either. in a couple of ways. But I mean, I was across the river. Like, oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. No, I was oh, out shit. of it. It was, uh, I, I ended up get, having a couple of good shows, but I mean, you, you do 21 or 22. <laughs> 24. So have 24, yeah, whatever it was, I forget. You did a couple previews and then three straight weeks of shows, basically. I probably had maybe a half a dozen really good shows and then some other ones that were not. Like, I canceled, <laughs> I only had to cancel one, but that was me still doing it very often for two and three people. Yeah, Every now and again, you'd get five or six and be happy if you got <laughs> ten or over, because I was in a really small room, so yeah, yeah. to get ten people in there was great. Yeah, so I got there, and... Uh uh, I'm walking around and my same thing my venue wasn't right on it was off Cowgate which is where all like the free shows are yeah mine was down like a garbage filled rape alley from that street okay which is really good for getting people in mm. like hey do you want to come see this show just walk down that dumpster alley yeah I know it's pure darkness but you'll get to a venue on the other side and so I asked my agent as soon as I get there I'm like how the fuck why would anybody come to my show there's 1700 stand up shows mm-hmm. why would anybody show up to this and she's like, oh, that's why you paid for PR. So I paid for PR and marketing. That's, the, that's the other biggest scam that goes along with it. Dude, I paid probably like 11 grand, maybe Canadian. Yeah. For this thing. And so I go the first day and there's three people. And so I'm like, well, you call my agent. I'm like, there's three people. Like, this isn't, we just paid $10,000 for three people. She goes, oh, no, it grows by word of mouth. I'm like, there's three fucking people. Like, even if those three people told three people, and those three people told three people, we still have half a room. Yeah, yeah. It's not how this is going to work. So, same thing. I just did, like, I think I had, one day I had 20. Yeah. Like, I had a You'll always get, like, one pop in there, I think. That's yeah, like, like the first Saturday or something. Yeah. I think I had 20. But then I just started canceling everything. By the last week, it was clear, like, the awards came out, and it wasn't me. Nobody was coming to the show. Like, why am I still doing this for five people for nothing? Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to make any money. I've already, no. I'm already out the, uh... <laughs> The, all the fees that I've ended up having to pay. So what's the point in just going and hating myself? Exactly. And then, man, the thing that killed me too is doing because I think you do the free venues as well, yeah. No, mine was a paid was show. Paid? Yeah, oh, okay. Well, I did one that was like uh, half paid, half free. So like you could buy tickets in advance for five pounds, right? Or you could pay what you can. And risk not getting a seat. Yeah, which was not much of a risk. But there's just something awful about doing a show for six people. 
who half like it, but don't really. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, they enjoy it, but it's it's six people. It doesn't feel amazing. Yeah. And then you got to stand at the back and bum money from them with a bucket. Yeah. He gave me a literal bucket. Like, you just feel no, like I, such I, a I, piece I saw of those shit. shows. I knew people were doing them, and I went in. Oh, which man. I understand. It's, it's like... If I were to go back, I would do a free show, yeah. hopefully get a better venue, but then something like hopefully get one that's like in the area and everything. Yeah. My show was paid, but what I ended up doing with every show, yeah. I was on at 6.15. Once it got to about 10 to 6, I kind of wanted to stop firing and get kind of mentally prepared <laughs> to do an hour of comedy. So, yeah, yeah. So I would... Uh, uh, just if there was a couple people that even seemed kind of on the bubble, I'd give them two for ones. I'd be like, look, you guys can come in for free. Just don't yeah. tell anybody. <laughs> just to, just to put like three or four more people for in the sure, crowd. So man. I'd end up, I'd end up getting half of my crowd usually 10 minutes or 15 minutes before the show started because I would just let three or four people in for free yeah, yeah. and then I'd already have two or three or four people that paid. So I might get up to eight or nine and it would feel like something. But yeah, it's really tough to do an hour show. Yeah. You know, I don't think I could do it again. I think the naive aspect of it certainly helps for me was like, okay, I'm here. You know, if I get some good reviews, this might help me. And I couldn't do that again for, I couldn't do it again for reviews. There'd be yeah. no way that that would oh, be. Oh man. I'll talk, talk about reviews for a second, but like, that you made a good point. That's such a weird moment when you have to go from flyering to doing the show. Yeah, because it's the exact opposite kind of persona. You know what I mean? You're begging somebody to come in, and then all of a sudden you got to go command a room. Like, yeah, it's such a weird. Yeah, I, I kind of found a way of like flyering where I didn't feel too much like a whore. Yeah, you know, I f- <laughs> always felt kind of like a whore, but I would be like, hey, like I would just go up to people on the street. I'd walk around where my air, the area where my stuff was, walk all around the block, stuff like that, and I would just go up to someone like, hey, how you doing? My name's Nick. I'm doing a show. Just up around the corner if you want to check it out here it is you know blah 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 yeah. and uh i found that like that personal approach actually would get me a few people in people were like oh so oh you're actually the guy on the show okay cool like uh, that yeah, kind yeah. of shit rather than just standing outside the venue like eh, come to my show hey, come to my show you know <laughs> and i saw people pay flyers and that's all they were kind of doing it's like show 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 and then people just take it for, you know you throw a flyer away right like that was me man i paid a bunch of flyers yeah and then every day they wouldn't work so like we fired them twice it's like oh it doesn't, doesn't matter who it is yeah yeah just nobody's nobody's yeah nobody's coming in yeah but the fucking reviews man because it's all what i didn't realize you know you'd think of reviewers and you think of like an old man with smart glasses on or something no a lot of young younger people doing it and my first review was uh i don't remember the site some shitty website that only exists for a month out of the year or whatever and uh it was a 19 year old tiny little university student like an english student and she reviewed the show and it was only six people there and it was going really well like she was really laughing because you know who it is there's only six people the one yeah. with the notepad is the one reviewing and yeah. i was told there's a reviewer coming and so she laughed the whole time right up until the end i did some stupid throwaway fat joke about myself because i'm f- a fucking fat dude and i got this review that was like it was glowing for the first half and then was like all the points he made about Racism and sexism were erased by his sizeism comments. I'm like, what? Like, did you just call me a sizist? Yeah. A skinny nut? Like, I'm the, the only minority I'm a part of is a fat dude. <laughs> yeah. That's literally the only thing I've got. And I can get called a sizist? Like, I was so mad. And I was like, I called my PR lady. I'm like, why don't we put out, like, a joke article, like a response to this, of being like, hey, that's like calling a black guy racist. You can't. Yeah, yeah. You just don't get to do it. I wrote up this whole, because I was so depressed in Edinburgh. So it was just yeah, like yeah. one night. I stayed up all night drinking. And I wrote out this big, like, three-page response. Like, I thought it was really clever. Like, it was a big about just about explaining it to her in a really sarcastic way. And I sent it to my PR lady. And I just got one line email back. No terrible idea. All caps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, there was, there was that. Because cool. there's a, a notorious story of this guy out there. He runs a, a club. And uh, he did a show one year. And uh, what's her name from... Uh, Julia. Julia, yeah. Reviewed a show and gave him zero stars. Zero stars. So he wrote this big thing and put it out there. I don't know if he published published it or but it got out there somehow it was on shortle i think yeah it ended up getting circulated somehow like in the actual press yeah. and it was just him kind of shitting on her and shitting on <laughs> and whatever and like it's, it's <coughs> yeah i mean i think i know that you're probably was more of a like a joke kind of like very much a joke. yeah but i think the idea is like they're kind of pussies over there a little bit sure. so like they don't want you oh you can't go after the industry you can't say something because then it's like starting a flame war with like an industry and it's you know yeah but I, my argument was we have zero people coming to the show like we have nothing to lose yeah exactly it might why don't add. we do something yeah even if people hate it then someone's gonna show up to hate me which yeah. is fine just sick of nobody being there but yeah the review whole review says the whole star system for reviews is incredible yeah like me with my shitty show 
Bill Burr and Louis C.K. all got the same number of stars. How are you grading this thing? And it seems like they're harsh on people like that, too, right? Like, For sure. Like, I've seen that with, like, because uh, it makes them, again, you know, reviewers are pretty boring pieces of shit overall. Of course. You so, decide to review shit. Yeah, so they, they ultimately want to write something that can sensationalize themselves and it's like oh i'm gonna give bill burr two stars <laughs> like he's, bill burr's a two-star comic like yeah like you know if you don't like his show whatever because they obviously it's obviously biased and of course it is you know critics aren't like these you know they're not applying like you know like any scientific theory of like just you know just look at this very objectively and whatever they're like no no this is the kind of stuff i like yeah, yeah. so that's it's entirely biased yeah and it's uh, over there. What I didn't realize until about halfway through that stupid festival is it's not about stand-up at all. No. Like, they don't want a stand-up show. All the stand-up shows get bad reviews. They want It has to have a, a theme to it and tell a story. Yeah. Like, all the reviews, what killed me is if you look at any of the reviews, it doesn't say whether or not it was funny until, like, the last line. Yeah. It's just all about, oh, it was such a heart-wrenching tale. When right. That woman got in a plane accident and her baby died. Whatever the fucking story is. Yeah, Some yeah. sob story. And then at the end, it'll be like, wasn't very funny, but really great, really enjoyable. Which is, I yeah. I mean, always, it's a stand-up I show. Found, I found that super weird about the UK. It's like people who have, like, they have their 20-minute club act, and then they write a new hour of Edinburgh every year. And I'm like, you should be working on your club act. Like, or A, that's what's going to make you money. Yeah. B, that's what's going to make, like, get you, push you ahead in the end. I know the idea of the Edinburgh Fest for some people like pushes them ahead but ultimately if you start slaying clubs and with your 20 and then start headlining them and and, and build like a, a 20 minute act and then keep adding to it so you have more than just that shit 20 yeah it just doesn't seem to work the same way over there like they give these weird little stupid shows theater runs yeah who die in clubs all the time mm-hmm. and get their, their own theater runs and you get a club and they go on first because they're terrible yeah and it's just infuriating because it's not like even the shows all of Edinburgh is not about being funny at all. It's about having this weird, unique story. Right. And then if you do, then they just they heat it up because they're theater weirdos. Yeah. I mean, I did. I did just uh, straight pretty much stand up. I, I kind of tried to like organize it in a way that it had a build and kind of it towards the end had not even like a, a real fucking, you know, poignant. Well, poignant maybe, but not like a, an emotionally touching point, but just all themed around the end about kind of like death and the end of the world type stuff you know like it, it sort of built to that type of thing yeah and, and you know but I, I got some good reviews but i didn't it wasn't like i didn't do that type of thing and i didn't go and see a lot of shows either i i kind of yeah. just did my own shit and then my own shows <laughs> and then didn't watch anything but yeah i heard that about it where people just kind of go in and do this hour that they wrote that year yeah and, no, and jokes. Yeah, we, well, of course not. Writing an hour in a year is the like in stuff you can't test. Yeah, like that's why everybody's doing all these <laughs> months of preview shows and shit like that. Yeah, like I, I, I booked, I think two preview shows because I could. Mm. I just was like, well, it'd be nice to do an hour and actually figure out the order of how I want to do this. So it took me two shows to do it. It's, you know, because you're just, I, I know I'm just doing stand-up, but, like, these assholes who are doing, like, an hour of shit, that's just, like, yeah, of course it's going to be garbage. Like, yeah, of yeah. course it's not going to be funny. You're yeah. not, you can't work on, you can only work on it for the two months leading up to Edinburgh. <laughs> Otherwise, it's just on paper. It's yeah. just written out on paper. And it's always got a terrible theme. Yeah. You know what I mean? It'd be, like, so I remember one guy one year was, like, it'll just be, because it's not their fault, just so everyone's looking for a theme. Yeah. But it was, like, uh traveling around England finding weird coincidences and then doing jokes and stories about them. Okay. And you go, who wants to fucking listen to that? Like, yeah, what? I can't imagine that being at Why all. Why can't you just be funny for an hour? That's the thing I don't get. Yeah. Come see the show. You're going to laugh for an hour. Yeah, yeah. And, that's just, and the whole like, idea is like if you were going to go the next year, you're not going to do your same hour, you know, yeah. like of, of jokes, which is why you probably don't go next year or you go and you, you do a one where you're doing, you know, just a 20-minute spot somewhere or whatever. Yeah. And then two years later, maybe you have another hour or something. <laughs> Well, someone like, pointed out to me, but someone pointed out to me this year that I really liked. I didn't really think of it. It's like it's just the most middle class, rich white audiences. Yeah, you know what I mean, like it's not. It's not a very. It's not a club audience. You don't go there and get the people who go to a club. No, you get the idiots who go to a local play or something. So they decided to go to Edinburgh so they can see the art. You yeah, know what I mean, like it's not. It's not stand up. And there's like a Shakespeare play going on. Go to that shit. You know, yeah. like I don't understand Thousand why. Thousand of them. Yeah, but they all whatever. I don't know. Anyway, I, I can't wait. Can't wait to never go back. Yeah. I want. I wanted to go back, but I've also thought about it as like, as I said, like I think the naive aspect of it made it fun the first time. Yeah. I think the second time going back would probably really just take all the shine off of it and just be like, <laughs> oh wow, this is, you know, and not that I'm like that much older now because it was probably only 
close to well, four and a half years ago, but still a little younger, a little more, whatever. Like, I don't know if I could put up with the bullshit. Well, especially because you're, you know, done with England. Yeah. So with no real point. There's, yeah, there's no real point for me to, to go and do it because I have no desire to go back and no. do much in England. Maybe if I could, you know, book some gigs around a trip, you know, but I would, yeah, yeah. if it helped pay for your trip or something, yeah. you're not going to live there again. No. And also just to go there and just fucking get shit on for 30 days. Like, what's, I just, it's not, if you did a free show, you could get probably 30 people if you did it properly a night. Yeah. In, and you'd make some money, but like, it's just not, it's not it's, fulfilling or fun in any way. No. You're just doing, and you can do like 10 shows a day, but they're all to max 14 people. Yeah. No, <laughs> well, what was crazy about it was there was actually like a ton of these, um, I did some of the other shows, right? And I would end up doing them to like these really, you know, full crowds. Because yeah. for whatever reason, you get on a couple of them and they, the, the name behind them is, is good enough that they have and they have the PR team and they've been there for years. Yeah, so yeah. you just jump on some of those, uh, you, you know, but you, you go to those and then you exit flyer for your thing afterwards and none of those people come to your show, yeah. even if they loved your fucking 10 minutes. And I was doing like a different 10 minutes than I was doing on my thing so that they wouldn't, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah it was, yeah, it was definitely a lot of work for not a ton of fulfillment. It feels really slavey for the comedians yeah everybody else is making well, a especially ton of money. considering and there's been a lot of talk about it in the industry over the last like while i think the year i went to the uk was like the worst year for uk comedy yeah you went right as it fell down yeah basically like everybody was telling me in the green rooms like oh you came at the worst time and all this shit which makes you feel good when you uprooted your life and they're like oh no this is a bad time to come here but like the edinburgh fest the year that i did it as well was like it was it was the year that uh, i think it was Stuart lee wrote this article like fucking slamming the festival it was one of the lower turnouts that it's ever had and just saying it was that, an olympic year too yeah it was the yeah, olympic yeah, yeah, year yeah. yeah so it was just saying like yeah this is just a terrible cash grab these three big venues get all this money the comics are broke they they leave in debt to their agents or their themselves you know whatever it is yeah, yeah. they took out loans or they save their money they spend their savings just doing this horse shit <laughs> and it's like yeah i mean you would never like it's a fringe so that's how fringes work but fringe it's just they're, they're not money makers you do it for the, the fun of it if you want and if you have no fun yeah. you don't do it it's just so weird too, and just because they love it so much, and you go over there from here, where festivals are all fun. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You know, just for laughs, you just have fun for a week. Yeah, you meet all these people you like. You work eight minutes, and everyone's paid. Yeah, and everyone's having a great time. You go to Edinburgh, and so I thought it was going to be like that, but just no. Everybody's allowed in. It costs you a ton of money, and nothing comes out of it. Yeah, it's so bad that at one point we're having a conversation. Me and uh, Dylan got we're having a conversation with this girl from over there, and we were high or whatever. And uh, we got on the topic of uh, the aboriginal uh, murders and everything in Canada. We talked about that for 45 minutes. And afterwards, everyone went, that was really nice to not talk about Edinburgh for 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Talk about genocide instead, something light. Yeah, that's pretty much how it goes, man. That's uh, that's how you feel while you're there. I mean, I had a a good time in some in a, in a lot of ways. I, I didn't mind parts of it, but... Yeah, I don't think I don't think I could do it again. Also, going to August or uh, Scotland for August is the dumbest idea. Like, there's no summer. No, it's just shitty. Well, that's rainy. the other thing, and that's probably why I actually maybe enjoyed it more. Is the the <laughs> summer that I was there, it was this sort of unseasonable sun and nice. Like okay. it did rain a bit, but like it rained the amount that it rains like here. Oh, really? Know? Which is nuts for, oh, for for Scotland, right? It's just yeah. supposed to pour all it the time. Every goddamn day I yeah. was there. Yeah, it did not while I was there. So it was, uh, which is nice. Which made the flyering easy, right? Like I'm flying. Yeah. I think I had to wear a rain jacket once while flyering. That's <laughs> which is great, you know. Yeah, because otherwise you're standing in the rain trying to hand people shit they don't want. Oh, that'll yeah, that'll crush your soul, and then you're gonna get sick, or you're gonna get sick like you as soon as you're done, you'll get back home and then just be sick for two weeks straight as of your course. body shuts down. Of course. And the thing that really killed me, too, is you know it's not going well four days in. Yeah. See what I mean? Then you still got to do 20 goddamn If there's, like, days. hope, I guess, you know, maybe that's where your hope still is of, like, I oh, maybe this will get better, you know? But it wasn't there for me. No. <laughs> no. Just immediately. As soon as I saw my PR lady eating one pizza on top of another pizza, like a sandwich, <laughs> so I don't think... I don't think this is going to go well. <laughs> what a weird sign of, of impending doom. Just, I mean, that that's the lady I just gave thousands of pounds to, to trust the career. She made a pizza sandwich? She bought two pizzas and stacked one on top of the other. Like two whole pizzas? Two whole pizzas, like two personal pizzas, like like maybe a nine-incher. Okay, but One you'd get from a truck. Still. Still, took one out of the box, 
stacked it on top of the other one, and then just ate two pizzas, <laughs> one on top of the other. Oh, my God. Hammered drunk at, like, two in the morning. Wow. Were you hanging out with her, or you just happened to catch her, like, you just saw, looked across the street and saw this hobo sitting in the gutter eating a pizza <laughs> on top of a pizza? She had just, she'd just taken me into the, this place to where some over-sexualized Game of Thrones musical parody was happening. So that's the kind of atmosphere it is. It's like a circus tent with this horse shit going on. Yeah. And introduced, she's like, come in, I gotta introduce you to all these important people. I was like, all right, whatever, like, this is uncomfortable, but let's do it. And she took me in and she just introduced me to everybody on her team. I was like, well, that doesn't help. I don't need to network with these people. Yeah, you, yeah. you own these people. Yeah, yeah. And so that was it. Then she turned it back and I just left. And then two hours later, I saw her shoving the pizza in her boat. Wow. Yeah, all right, I guess we're done. That's rough. Yeah. Actually, even thinking back to my experience there, the best night that I had there was the night uh, uh, Hunter Collins and I went to see The Expendables 2. <laughs> Fucking Colin and I went to see new Jason Bourne. Nice. At one point. Yeah. Just had to get out. Yeah, yeah. So we just took a, a like a night off and just went and drank whiskey in the theater and watched Expendables 2, which is the best <laughs> Expendables so far, I think. So. I haven't watched two. I was so mad at one that I didn't one watch One was two. terrible. One uh, was the worst thing I've ever seen. It was seen. so bad. And that's why. But we were there and was like, okay, I'll go see it. And this is like after Schwarzenegger was governor, right? Yeah, yeah. So like he could be in the movie and he was and it was great and Bruce Willis was in it doing stuff you know it wasn't just like bullshit okay. so um yeah the first one was like you were promised like this oh here's all your favorite favorite 80s action heroes and then stone cold Steve Austin is in it and like Jason Statham was still working who I actually liked in the movies but still like he it's like he's not, act in that. yeah yeah and he could do cool shit and then there was Stallone who you but that's it Stallone and Statham and then you know Jet Li I like but he was the fuck you know he's not Anybody who was in Ocean's 12 doesn't get to be in the greatest action movie ever. I'm sorry. Yeah. So uh, you just got back from the UK as well. You were just there doing some shows for what, New Year's? I went there for New Year's. Yeah. Peter and I specifically bonded. We've known each other for years, but specifically bonded over our hatred of living in the UK <laughs> while we were living in the UK. Oh, it's the worst place. It was the worst place to live, I think. Still is. I went back to visit a, a year or so, almost two years ago now, and I liked it then. We went in the summer, and uh, I liked it then, but it was the visiting aspect, because I actually do like the city, yeah. but I didn't like living there, because in order to live there, I, I'm sure this is the same as like New York, in order to live there and enjoy it, you have to have a ton of money. Ooh, so much money. In order to be like, okay, now I feel good living here, instead of being like, oh, wow, this is, what a cool European city, okay, back to my <laughs> squalor of, you know, and now I'm sleeping on a mattress on the floor, and it's drafty and rainy all the it's time. It's cold ev in every building at all times. Yeah, that's the thing, like, you know, we complain about the cold in Canada, but I mean, like, there was a weird cold from, like, November until, like, March there. There where it was just damp and cold yeah. and like it's there was the no insulation it seemed <laughs> like they had no preparation for it that's it it's the same temperature inside every building as it is outside yeah it's just it evens out fucking someone flushes a toilet sweet that toilets is off limits for 20 minutes until the tank fills up with water at a snail's oh, pace like the place i lived in stratum if you turned the uh tap on the shower would turn off so you just had to stand there like an idiot yelling at someone washing dishes yeah Fuck off him in the shower. Yeah, yeah. What's just? Oh my god! It's just brutal. Even just getting around is so expensive. Yeah, like you can't take a cab. No, you just can't. I took a cab once with uh, Bobby, and uh, I forget what it ended up costing us. Like we just, threw, uh, you know, whatever. It was like early on in my trip there, and I was yeah, still yeah. having a good time, and <laughs> you know, we were splitting it with like him, me, maybe somebody else. So we're like, oh, thirty pounds. What's that? It's like, well, that's sixty dollars, is what that is. Exactly. And that's your share, <laughs> you know, because we went from fucking North London to South London. Oh, or something. No. It was like a big trip. Yeah, uh, it's probably yeah, hundred pounds. Mm -hmm. It's insane, man. Yeah, I took one once and it was 50 pounds. And you go, well, I just can't ever do that again. Yeah, yeah. And now Uber at least is over there. So like... Yeah, that's better. Like you can take an Uber, but you still can't. Like it's still at least 25 pounds no matter where you're going. Yeah, you can take like an Uber to, you know, if you're in a neighborhood. Like when we were staying at uh, in our place and you had to go back to your place in Streatham. It's like yeah. you can Uber to that because that's going to cost you like 15 pounds 15 maybe. Pounds. or Yeah. Yeah. Which is doable, but yeah, you can't, the city's so big and spread out that, like, you're not like, oh, I'll just Uber to that gig. Well, it's still going to be a 40-pound Uber because of where <laughs> we were located, right? Yeah, you don't realize that, like, compared to Toronto, like, it's not, you know, it's double the population or whatever, but it's got to be five or six times at least the land area. Yeah. Like, it's just crazy spread out. Yeah. And everybody stays in their little area. You, know, mm -hmm. you don't go to downtown, you just stay whatever shithole you live in. Yeah, there's no downtown, right? It's like central London the is what center. it is. Yeah, yeah, the center. Yeah, where well, you can't go because there's just a million people at every second. Yeah. 
just trying to walk through there is a nightmare. Well, you know, you go there and do shows and stuff like that when we had to do that. But I mean, yeah, most of the time you just kind of stick in your area because it's not worth going out, <laughs> which made it insanely hard to meet people or try yeah. to meet people because you're like, who am I going to meet? Like, I'm going to meet somebody in fucking North London and develop a friendship that's cost me fucking three and a half hours of travel time every time I want to see this person. Like, fuck that. You're not going to be good enough to, yeah. to hang out. You might as well live a province over. Yeah. As if you live, you know, 20 miles up the road. And then the fucking tube shuts at like 1130. I remember right. one time I was coming back from this place and I got on the tube and it was just done mid tube ride. Like it got out <laughs> at this one station. It was like, you're done now. That's it. We're, done yeah, we're tube. not a tube anymore. We don't like run to the end of the line. We stop here at this time and it's over. <laughs> oh, God. And I was like, all right, well, I guess I'll walk around this neighborhood I've never been in to find a bus that goes towards where I'm going. Oh, and then you got to try to figure out the buses and they don't make any sense. No. Because it's too big and the city doesn't, it's not gridded. Yeah, yeah. So it's like a bus that like every bus does a figure eight and that's like its its main move is just driving down weird side streets. Like you just yeah. see buses on all these side streets and you're like, get it together, you dicks. It's so silly, man. They'll take the weirdest route. And the, over there you can park on both sides of the street. So you're going down a side street that's definitely one lane. Yeah. And it's barely wide enough for a bus. And it takes you nine hours to get home. If you miss that last tube, man. It's literally three hours. Oh, sometimes. yeah. You almost like I've I contemplated at times just like I'll sleep on this bench. Like I'll just <laughs> sleep on this bench in the park. I'll get up in two hours when like something's running again or whatever the fuck time it is. Yeah, I'll get home at the same time as if I took the bus. Yeah. If I nap on this bench and then take the tube in the morning. Yeah, it was ridiculous. And uh, one time I had to, I missed the tube because I was like the tubes are like long rides too, right? So, you, you know, I was in again in North London. I was living in South London. So I had to like take two different or three different tube lines. And by the time I get on the last one, that's <coughs> going to bring me like to where I'm going to get a bus. I held my piss until at least like <laughs> until like Stockwell Station. I had to get to uh, Brixton. And I was like, I got to Stockwell and I was just like, I got I can't. I got to piss. So I got out to take a piss. <laughs> willing to pay the fare to get back in then by the time I get back like to go back in it's fucking shut down so I'm like alright well I guess I'll find a bus from Stockwell which you would assume wouldn't be that hard but it was fucking impossible yeah, Stockwell's a tough one because it's not far from Streatham <laughs> but just no buses go no and I don't know you don't know the directions or at all I was also doing my first no, pretty much the whole time I was there without Google Maps. Yeah, I don't know how you did that. When I got there and found that, that was just unbelievable. Yeah, I was like writing down directions and shit like that. And like, oh, man. And it's impossible to find something. Yeah. If you just got directions, you're not finding the goddamn thing. No. There's no numbers on the buildings. There's no street names no. posted anywhere. No, it was brutal. There was one gig that I did where it was at a point like on this weird street that I think it was the only place on the street because it was this weird winding sort of road. Like it was, it, it was just this one place on one street and it, it was so hard to find. I ended up asking these uh, ambulance drivers that were like, <laughs> they were eating pizza and I was like, guys, you guys have to know, do you know where this street is? And what, like whatever and they're like, I have no idea. So like <laughs> if you were having a heart attack there, you're fucked because they, they can't find it. No, no. God bless GPS. Yeah. And I was using, I think for like the last like few months or, you know, six months even of it. But for the first, like, close to you know whatever it was year almost which <laughs> like is crazy because was... now you were just in london like you got out of london and stuff too yeah and yeah still no maps yeah but those were way easier once i any small town gigs that i did usually the train station was always like it was like a 10 minute walk to whatever gig i was doing yeah. usually the trains are amazing the train system's pretty good there. it does go to every shitty town yeah no matter how far away or how stupid it is yeah so. that's one thing that would be awesome to <clears throat> adopt because even like getting a bus here to like go to like like kitchener's a weird spot right yeah, like if you want to go to if you want to go to kitchener and come back that night it's it's impossible almost like i can't renting a car yeah yeah there's no like go i don't even think there's a go bus that goes there or comes back like it's all fucked up yeah so they do a couple of things right they do a couple things right you can drink anywhere you can drink anywhere which is great and also uh like places they sell beer and alcohol at convenience stores and just off, call it off license whatever and you, you can get to two three o'clock in the morning yeah you don't tip at re- uh, bars <laughs> which uh, you know when, you, when you're yeah. doing bar service if you get table service you obviously tip but if you just go to a bar they don't expect, don't expect a tip it. so you know you're paying four pounds for a beer that's what you go with 20 pounds you're getting five pints of beer Buddy, once you get out of london you get them for like 260 yeah yeah some place and Crazy. some places even in london i remember there was one place i went early on there was like 250 for a for a pint and i was like this is fucking incredible <laughs> <laughs> with no tipping the taxes included in the price that's something we gotta adopt yeah i don't even know why we don't almost everywhere does that except for like north america i think yeah like, it's the dumbest thing ever and because yeah, they try to screw you and saying oh this is 2.99 and then you're like oh that's good i'm stupid i don't realize that that's three dollars <laughs> and then it's actually 350 or whatever yeah, the fuck. Yeah. it's gotta be so confusing for people from not here to bring up an item and have it not be the agreed upon price yeah yeah 
But it says two ninety nine. Yeah, no, no, no. Fuck no. You. Now you now you now you pay the tax. Yeah, now it's three forty seven. Why don't you just put in the price? <laughs> why don't you charge me three fifty? It's put three fifty on it, and I wouldn't even give a shit. Yeah. And the thing that really killed me, the thing that I didn't realize until I came back here, was uh, now you just got change all the time. Because yeah. every number is a dumb number, so you get a weird amount of pocket change. Yeah, yeah. It's so great when you go into the store and something's one pound. Yeah. Like, oh, I'll just give you one pound and then none of us have to deal with <laughs> a bunch of fucking nickels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was weird to get like the 10s and 25s or whatever. Some Obviously, you got them sometimes. But yeah, it was usually things were like a pound, two pounds. You know, yeah, it was pretty put easy. a nice round number. Yeah. Yeah. So they did a couple things right. That's it, though. Other than that. Yeah. The people are terrible. The women are ugly. <coughs> there you go. You hear it here first. <laughs> <laughs> the people are horrible. The women are ugly. Come to England. That should be on the sign. Tourism England. <laughs> All right. Well, we talked about Edinburgh and we talked about the UK. <laughs> uh, there was the Trump pissing thing we were going to talk about, oh, maybe. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I don't even... I didn't even pay attention to the Trump pissing, so I don't really know... You, you were sort of explaining it to me. What was it? Kind of. The story I heard, and I think the whole thing's fake. I think it's come out as fake, but it's really fun to pretend that it's not. Yeah. Is that uh, he was staying in some room in Russia that Obama had stayed in. So some fancy hotel, I would imagine. I would imagine, yep. Uh, unless it's old school Obama when he was staying. But he wouldn't be in Russia when he was 20. It'd be weird. Uh, no. Unless he was born there. Fucking right, fire. right. You don't know. Now that he's not a president, we're allowed to say shitty things about him? Uh, well, he's still the president for another seven or eight days. Damn it. All right. Well, once <laughs> that's done, I'm going to point out that he's not born there. Yeah. Goddamn well, foreigner. that was pointed out a lot, so I don't think you're <laughs> the first person on that. <laughs> so the story I heard was Trump was in Russia in some hotel room, and uh, he hated Obama so much that he paid two Russian hookers to come over and piss on each other in the bed to cleanse it or whatever. Yeah, cleanse. Which, I don't know. Does that mean you can't be president? Oh no, he'll st- he's still going to be president. Yeah, so like it's, it's not, not going illegal. away. It's There's nothing illegal about that. Well, you paying hookers money, I think, is still technically but illegal in, in some Russia, places. I think it's legal. Okay, so if you do something illegal, that's illegal in America, but it's not illegal in the country you do it in. Does that kind of reflect negatively on you? It probably doesn't look good, but I mean, none, none, of, <laughs> none of what he's done looks good. This is just another thing, another yeah. brick in the wall for this guy. Well, that's the thing too: is that the people who support him are not going to be offended by hiring two prostitutes no. to pee on each other. No. I mean, I assume most of them will high-five their friends when they hear it. And it gives gives him his perfect uh, uh, out that he always has of basically just saying, you know, oh, look, they're just trying to destroy me with bullshit because they know that I'm a anti-Hollywood, or sorry, a Washington insider kind of guy, <laughs> you know? The kind of man will get two women to pee on each other. Yeah, yeah that is not... Actually, you know what? I can't imagine there's a fucking politician on that hill who hasn't paid a fucking hooker to piss on something. For sure. They're all degenerate fucks. You don't want to become a politician unless you're into peeing on somebody. Yeah. That's just a straight up fact. Yeah. But I mean, who hasn't peed on somebody? Everybody's peed on somebody. I've never peed on anybody, Peter. Never once. No. I peed on someone once, but it wasn't sexual. No. It wasn't. I, I well, okay. <laughs> Elaborate. <laughs> How do you pee on somebody not sexual? Uh, we're drunk. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were in Golden, B.C., and we were in the shower. We were having a shower together drunk in a golden shower. Okay. So it seemed hilarious to then have a golden shower inside a golden shower. So it was a funny thing. Yeah, yeah. It turned out it wasn't when it happened. Of course not. It was funny on paper. <laughs> it seemed like a hilarious I idea. I gotta tell you, on paper, it doesn't sound funny either. <laughs> it's a golden It sounds shower. like somebody who's into peeing on somebody or somebody who's into getting peed on, who's trying to turn it into a joke. Yeah. But that's what they want. Just suggested that way. You know, it would be hilarious. Mm-hmm. Why'd you take me to Golden BC, by the way? Mm-hmm. Well, just because. <laughs> anyway, get in the shower. Something I've been working on. <laughs> little spontaneous joke. The shower's the way to do it, though. Him getting them to piss on each other in the bed is... Yeah. Especially, like, I don't want to stereotype, but I can't imagine the Russian hotels clean that thoroughly. No. I'm basing this on no information about Russia. Nope, just prejudice. I understand, but... love hating that It's not a rich country. No, it seems like it's not doing well. No. No, human life seems to be pretty devalued. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But again, not based... There must be some rich people, obviously. There must be a ton of... In Russia, oh yeah, yeah, there's definitely a bunch of rich people, right? Like seven, and then everybody else is poor? It, well, you know, I don't know the actual numbers, <laughs> but yes, I would say it's like a hierarchy like that, where it's like, similar even to the United States, but still there's a ton in the United States. Yeah. It's probably less in Russia, and it's just the people who are yeah. know how to play ball, you know? And even the poor people in America still own two TVs. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not poor, poor. You watch those ones on Russia, where it's like a car that was fucking torn apart for the jaws of life, and dude's still driving it down the highway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, that's a different kind of poor. Yeah, well, just eating fucking beets. <laughs> so are they just straight up not communist anymore? How does that work? Man, I don't know. I wish I knew. I, they're obviously, they weren't. 
the Soviet Union ended, what, 1989? Right? Something like that, yeah. Whatever that wall came Or 90 or whatever the fuck it was. Hasselhoff, song and song. And then, yeah, I, I mean, they're obviously still a dictatorship. I just think they're just a little more clever about it because Putin was <laughs> whatever. He was the president, right? Now he's the prime minister. He's the prime minister. Now he's the, he's the president now. <coughs> Again, I'm sounding like an idiot who doesn't follow this stuff that much, but I, he's... He basically created a position so that yeah. he could just stay in power. Because there was term limits or something, right? Yeah, and he of course. It to- yeah, now he's just been there for 15 years or more. You gotta kind of respect him a bit. Well, you can't. He's not, he's not to be trifled with. I mean, he's awful and evil, and but like he's just doing whatever he wants. Yeah, yeah. You got, which might be what Trump was going to do, I guess. Yeah, there'll probably be more. I would assume more fail safes in in charge. In, sorry, in in place almost, so that like he can't do whatever he wants. You know, the, yeah. with the three branches of government, right? There's always like hiccups. Anyway, especially because nobody, even on his side, likes him. Yeah, like they're going to push through everything. Piss. <laughs> you can piss on everybody. Maybe that'll be it. Maybe, Maybe that'll now. be it. He just wants to piss on everybody and then leave. How great would that be? Day one, just whipped his dick out, or just took out two Russian prostitutes, <laughs> came on stage with him and just started pissing on the ground. Yeah, yeah, that's the inauguration. That'd be, I'd watch. Yeah, of course. Don't pretend you wouldn't. And I'm then, excited to see what happens. I hope he, I hope he does some weird shit. And then it's Ted Nugent after that. Ted Nugent. Ted Nugent. That's gonna work. He's performing at the uh, inauguration. Is he really? Yeah, because like they only they could barely find anybody to perform for Trump's because obviously Hollywood doesn't like him. Which segues into this actual next part that I want to talk about the whole Meryl Streep thing. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was uh, did the, the whole Golden Globes. Saw the speech. Uh, did you see the speech? Uh, I've saw clips of it. I haven't watched the whole thing. So she calls out Trump, which is fine. You know, <laughs> yeah. she's you know left wing liberal Hollywood person. Of course, she's going to hate Trump, and and actors have used that whether it's an award show. I mean, Michael Moore did it when he got his uh, Oscar. Mm. And so people have used things like that as platforms to call out social injustices or political things they don't agree with. So that's totally fine. She just dropped off at the end with her attacking uh, football and MMA, right? Yeah, that's that's the, a weird turn. It was a weird turn, right? Because you can go, yeah, he's she's right. And what's one of the things she said was like, uh, I paraphrase it, but it was it was along the lines of like disrespect causes more disrespect or something along those lines. Basically, just saying like, you know, if we put Trump up as this guy who's you know supposed to be the the <coughs> best person in the country, ultimately the president, right? In some way, shape, or form, is supposed to be something like a beacon that you know yeah. kids and stuff can look to we put him up as this guy then he's just teaching kids and people that like oh yeah being a piece of shit is what's good and then everybody's gonna be a piece of shit which by the way obama was great and everybody's not great now yeah so i mean like it's not like kids are looking up the president like f- the nerdy ones are like yeah i want to be like that but nobody's really like yeah exactly but i mean, I mean tr- the thing with trump i think that'll make him worse like obama obviously being the first black president has like this thing where it's like probably in the spotlight a lot more. Yeah, yeah. And uh, probably inspired a lot of African-American kids, I would imagine. But Trump has just been on TV. He's been famous forever. Yeah. The media gives him so much coverage. He's He is scarily watchable like you do you watch him because he's you don't know what he's gonna say he's interesting sometimes he's funny and it's not like to look at him objectively he's an asshole who doesn't know what he's doing is greedy and a piece of shit but sometimes he's funny and he's definitely interesting to watch talk he's not really a good speaker because he makes up words (laughs) and points and and facts and 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 and, uh, yeah just (laughs) completely brushes over things by saying you know people are saying you know and I'm not, but people are, you know, that kind of bullshit. But I'll tell you this right now. When whoever Leonardo DiCaprio played in that movie, Catch Me If You Can, faked his way into all those jobs, we applauded him and made a movie about him. <laughs> That's true. Trump fakes his way into the hardest job in the world and people are mad at him? Come on. Yeah, yeah. You gotta... Well, this is I've always said about... I've been saying about Trump since, like, this whole fucking thing has been taking off is that um, I think he's, yeah, a piece of shit, but you, you gotta give this guy some degree of credit in a way like he, he lied his way to the president yeah. <laughs> with nothing no everyone said it was wrong nobody yeah, gave yeah. him a chance the guy's holding seven two offsuit <laughs> and he still bluffs his way in he went all he in made the guy fold aces <laughs> he made not only did he make the person go all in he then beat them somehow with the worst <laughs> with cards the, yeah yeah <laughs> she flipped over a better hand and they still went now trump you win yeah, because that's the the what the popular vote aspect too. He lost by like three million, or she won by three million votes. And, yeah, but still, I mean, yeah, it's all in California, which still, you know, it's fine. It's still the, the, huge. It's still the majority of the people. Yeah, 
But you can you can understand why there's people who are like, yeah, okay, fine. Everybody in California wanted this, but like, there's still a, like you looked at the map on election day, yeah, and yeah. that whole thing was fucking red. It was crazy. <laughs> and then there was all the blue around it, and she, they still win because that's where the more, more people live. Like, so they would still win the popular vote. But you can understand why. Like, so we're gonna let these four areas control everywhere else. Like, just I guess, but at the same time, that's it's... why the electoral college exists. I think it's probably overall a stupid system, but there is an argument to be made to be like, look, yeah, we have less population here but we have a lot of industry and a lot of other things and i don't want these three million fucking quinoa eaters on the west coast to tell me what the fuck to do over here with cattle farming because yeah. they don't like fucking cattle so they're just you know which is fair yeah i guess i guess because otherwise you could just run on please in california yeah you know what i mean to get on there birkenstocks are cheap yeah exactly yeah, just have spinach and everything <laughs> you know? yeah okay that makes sense i guess but like with people and this is and not even total sense i'm just putting it up as a point of argument that like yeah, yeah. i get why someone in montana is like fuck you you're just gonna fuck me over because i'm in montana and yes I, you and then, know. yeah yeah i mean yeah yeah yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> if you were any good you would have left montana <laughs> yeah well that's yeah. not kid ourselves yeah. the flyover states right but uh what kills me too just when we we're over in europe is talking to people because they all do shit on America. And it's like none of them realize it's like that's a country the size of Europe. So, yeah. I mean, with a population close to Europe. Yeah. yeah. It's hard to govern a place like that. Like it's it's super hard right. to fucking run that place right. I mean, it's easier to do it than what they've done. Still, it's a huge fuck. It's 350 million people or something, isn't it? Like, yeah. Something like that. Something crazy. It's over 300 anyway. Yeah. It's enough that they shouldn't be bragging <coughs> when they win the most medals. No. Let's just put it that way. You're supposed to win. You got the most money and the most people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know China grinds them until they're dead, but they're only three foot eight. They can't win a lot of, <laughs> a lot of the events. So yeah. Fucking stop being so proud of yourself. It's true. And you have the, they have all the funding for it and stuff too, right? All the, Of you know, course. But um, even still, I mean, not like the best athletes play Olympic sports, but still. Yeah, it would be, be dumb. A, it's dumb to be one of those athletes. I think so. You weren't good enough to be another athlete. Yeah, I, I, you know, it's weird to shit on them, but yeah, pole vaulting or whatever, great. You can Come jump on. high. But, what, you know, people don't even really care about it during the Olympics, no. let alone... <laughs> You know, like all it becomes is a metal count. That's why it's like if you have one country, it's like, yeah, you won gold in pole vaulting. Right. It's like, (laughs) great. But we need a number here of like we need the gold medal count to go up. We don't care what it is. Just just a bunch of them. As many as we can get. Yeah. Everybody specializes in really stupid sports. It's like being a fucking uh, tuba player or something. Right. It's just you're really limiting your career yeah and then you can just do that thing too where you have like that super athlete like a michael phelps or a new usain bolt and you're just like it's just like you're gonna okay we got this one guy he's gonna swim every fucking swimming thing we got yeah this usain bolt's gonna run every goddamn race we have and they're gonna each run home with eight or nine gold medals you know like that kills me so much about phelps man i get in that argument all the time like he's got some most medals ever like he just got a bunch of swimming medals yeah he just can swim a bunch of stupid ways yeah yeah that's all it is right he's a great swimmer so he does a bunch of swimming medals it's not like he's like you know he's doing the goddamn 500 meter butterfly and then he's hopping in the ring afterwards exactly. and, you know fucking bruce jenner when he was still bruce jenner got one medal for being the best at 10 sports yeah you're gonna give michael phelps 20 medals for being the best at one yeah come on olympics get your shit together <laughs> it's bullshit <laughs> uh but back to the meryl streep thing um yeah, yeah. sorry just like it shows like that it it, it kind of Honestly, like her, most of her her speech, I think was good. It was that last part where I think it sums up why that middle America at, is mad at them. The working class people doesn't like the left yeah. because they basically she just you know she shit on MMA and football. Like if we keep doing this, well, all you'll have is football and MMA. And there's people probably be fucking completely fine with that. But yeah, I'd certainly take it over any Meryl Streep. <laughs> yeah, I don't care for Meryl Streep. Not that I. She's obviously a fantastic actor it's yeah, just I don't, still an actor yeah and it's movies i don't necessarily watch a few of them i've watched and like but you can't just go on shit on that and then not understand why people hate you yeah. and hate the left and hate people who like this and call you elitist because you just shit on like shit on the thing that everybody loves yeah like MMA and 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 some people made good points I saw online afterwards about like MMA like saying that it's not a, a sport or whatever it's not an art sorry yeah. uh, it's like Norm killed it on that tweet Did you oh see I didn't see Norm's no just about how much better you think uh, Tom Brady the greatest athlete in the world doing this without even is there, sorry doing finely tuned athlete I can't remember how he phrased it 
uh, just perfectly, perfect physical condition playing this game perfectly. You think that's less impressive than you pretending? Yeah, which is, just... which is great. It's you know, I'm glad that there was some a little bit of people just going, okay, you know what, you know, Relax. Meryl Streep, we you're a beloved part of the American institution, you know, but fuck off, you know, it's not <laughs> like you can't just shit on people because it's not the thing you got exactly. into. Exactly. Yeah, football's dumb, but it's no dumber than movies. It really isn't. It's I mean, the same dumb. At least you're watching. Like, I love movies, obviously. Of course. Uh, But at least when you're watching a football game or a hockey game, you're watching people do things in real time that are affected and changed based on how there's their skill level the amount of training they put in to do it yeah it's the know. closest to a pure competition you can get exactly and you don't know the outcome yeah it's everyone's gonna find out at the same time yeah yeah it's exciting. It, you see in meryl streep in another fucking happy ending movie like you can't even <laughs> you can't even make your ending to fiction yeah and like <laughs> keep you guessing the same kind of dumb money's being thrown into both of them yeah a meryl streep movie in a football game probably cost the same and generate the same kind of money yeah, and it's just dumb entertainment. Well, football probably generates more, right? Football, Overall, I would say. But, game, yeah, yeah, but yeah, exactly. If you're talking about like a like a a movie or whatever, yeah, they, yeah, you know, they make money. There's a lot of money put into them, and like arts are important. But so is football. So is MMA. So is whatever sport you're into. Like, so is anything that entertains you long enough to forget you're gonna die soon. Yeah, yeah. Just, let's just leave everybody to enjoy whatever the fuck they enjoy. I really hate when people shit on sports like too much. I, I didn't grow up being like a huge sports fanatic or anything, but like as I, I used to like hockey when I was a kid and I sort of fell out of it in high school a bit. And then when I got back into it in my 20s, you know, since then, I've just always kind of been on the, the defense of, of, of like sports because people just shit on them and say, oh, it's so stupid. They make too much money. And it's like there's like you take a guy like Sidney Crosby. It's like no one right now can do what he does. And that includes Everybody in the NHL, like yeah. <laughs> that guy deserves whatever amount of money he gets because he's literally the one person in the world who can do what he's doing as well as he's doing it. Yeah. And it's not like the because uh, this is what always bothers me when people say that. Oh, they should be making less money. It's like, well, if they make less money, then the stupid old fat white owner makes more money. Yeah. It's not like they, so, I mean, they siphon it into charity. Yeah. Like it's whatever we pay to the watch guy who them. also opens Papa John's, <laughs> you know, like it's shit like that. Like yeah. the, the guys who own those teams own three other businesses they bought a sports team after they became billionaires yeah, well nobody buys it to make money it's not a money-making venture no. i mean it is when you sell it but like on the year by year you don't make a ton of money is like that how it works i didn't I, that doesn't make any sense to me but i don't know why it's 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 you don't make money because well, there's, there's a huge profit sharing thing too in the league okay if you're a team that makes a bunch of money you have to give it to the shitty teams that nobody watches right to make sure that they don't go under there's all kinds of shit like that to keep going and the salary cap every time like, because what happened this year in basketball is that the salary cap went up huge because the TV money went up huge. Mm-hmm. So they have to give that. The players have a union, obviously. And you, you know you have to give that most of that shit to them. Otherwise, they're just going to lock out. Mm-hmm. To me, it's so like the only way to reduce the what they should do really is freeze all salaries, take the TV money and then just make tickets a dollar. And everybody yeah. gets to go see them. You know what I mean? You put on a wait list or whatever and get a shot. Yeah. But it's us paying for their money. Do you know what I mean? Like, of course they're going to get fucking millions of dollars. Same way movie stars shouldn't get millions of dollars either. No. But we all pay to watch them, so they get it. Yeah, yeah. Like, the only way to not have them get money is didn't stop going, you idiot. Yeah. Don't fucking complain. But the rest of us enjoy it, so fuck off. We want them to get paid. Yeah, and I was and, and the um the the mixed martial art thing uh, with the, the MMA, it, it's it's somebody who's like I saw somebody tweet like tell Bruce Lee that martial arts isn't an art, right? Like <laughs> there's actually and it's, it's in the title and it's insane. Yeah, and it's also insane of like like her being ignorant in that way. And obviously she's not even a quarter as ignorant <laughs> as Trump has ever been. But it did show her ignorance in the fact that like. You don't know that, like, in parts of the world, martial arts is literally, gr- like, w- within their culture. It's, it's like, part of, it's religious, it's arts, it's, ev- like, it's, it's dance, it's everything. Like, it's, it literally is an art. And yeah. just because it's, you know, there's two guys who are beating the shit out of each other using it doesn't mean it's still not. And, like, yeah. fuck it. It's, watch a UFC fight. They're great. Like, some of them are really good. Some of them are boring like anything else. I'm not, like, a rabid fan, but yeah, if it's yeah. on and I'm watching it, I'm not, I'm never bored. Yeah, well, yeah, you're never bored with two people trying to kill each other. Yeah, exactly. Of course. I miss the old UFC days, though, when they didn't all do the same. Right, when you used to have to, to rent them on VHS, and, like, I remember they my buddy so was like, good. people actually die in this, and it's, <laughs> yeah. like, some, like, small kung fu guy versus a, a sumo, sumo wrestler. wrestler and shit. They had to fight three times in a night. It was like a tournament, like a shitty movie. That's ridiculous. Dude, I bought the UFC Fight Pass online just to go back and watch those ones. 
They're so good. And half the time it was just a dude. Just here's a dude named Tank. He's wearing jeans. Well, Tank Abbott, yeah. right? Tank just Abbott. Just let him fight. Tank Abbott just used to brawl in bars and then started fighting in UFC. He had a great quote, Tank Abbott. He was just like, I used to fight when the prize was going to jail. <laughs> 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 Which is, you know... Yeah, you love those guys. Kimbo Slice, the same thing. Kimbo Slice just used to beat people up in their backyards. He'd go to parking lots and just fight a dude. Yeah. And then, but that's the, what's sad with the sport now is it's gotten to the point that everyone knows how to do it, so you know how to train properly. Yeah. And so those guys just get creamed. Well, and that's what, yeah, and that's where everything goes now, right? So it becomes this thing, and then it'll eventually have its its uh, moment where it's boring. It's still, there's still some excitement in it, but boxing has gone through that where it's just become this technical, which yeah. is great. It's technical boxing's great, especially if you're an avid boxing fan and are aware of what boxing is. But mixed martial arts is going to become to that point as well, where it's like, unless you really know the discipline that they're doing, yeah. you're going to be like, this just looks like chaos to me. But people were like, oh, that was this and that. And, you know, it just looks like two guys hugging on the ground. Yeah, yeah. It's just going to get to like sort of be nothing like almost like what hockey did in the uh, in the mid 90s there with that trap system. It just became so boring because it was like, oh, we just play defense and then you get a goal maybe and you win one nothing, you know, that kind of thing. As soon as somebody finds like a cheat way to to play it. Yeah, yeah. It ruins it for everybody. But I think uh, if if you watched any like the crazy Russian MMA stuff. No. They have ones now where it's like, here's four guys on each team, and they're just going to street fight MMA. Oh, wow. That's that crazy. Yeah, so the first, whoever gets knocked out first, then the other team just gets fucking mauled. Oh, yeah, because then on it's one. two on one, yeah. Yeah, and then three on one, and you just roll through it. So they have that, and there's also uh, fucking suits, armor, and swords. They get in the ring medieval style and fucking have a sword fight. Wow. It's a great place. <laughs> this world's going nuts. And if you haven't heard, you can get two Russian ogres to pee on each other. Yeah, yeah. So it's a great country. Oh, I mean, what more could you ask for? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Meryl Streep. She should fight somebody. She should have to get in the ring She with should somebody. have to fight somebody. For saying that. Yeah. Let's get, because there's MMA stars. Or at least do... throw a perfect spiral. At least. At, at least. At least. Let's see that arm, you yeah. fucking bitch. Yeah. I, uh, wow, you know, I didn't mean to go that hard on Meryl Streep. No, it's fine. Fuck her. <laughs> I think she's probably listening. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she tunes in every week, but she knows <laughs> she knows we love her. We're just joking with you, Meryl. You're America's sweetheart, Meryl Streep. You're still named Meryl. What a gross name. You're lucky you're famous yeah if you're just meryl fucking working at the grocery store yeah i love how trump called her overrated too that was his defense (laughs) and then but it's funny because like then somebody responded with like oh yeah if you have 18 oscars how are you overrated or whatever it's like well that's how you get overrated though is by getting rated highly those are the ratings and he thinks she's bad and that's why he's calling her overrated it doesn't mean it's true but he he's on the right path here's i'm not trying to defend this asshole because it's it's (laughs) but it's hard in this world where like People are just have made a decision about him, which is fine. You're allowed to say this guy's a piece of shit, whatever. But then you just take everything he says and don't really, you know, yeah. uh, 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 like at all. Like you just, oh, that's an asshole comment, even if it, even if it's not. Like, well, it's the kind of thing where you know enough asshole things have come out of him. Right. I, I totally get it. But sometimes I just sometimes you just got to listen to what people say and take the words at face value <laughs> instead of just being like. What's going to be hilarious about him is uh, the late night tweets that we're going to get once he's doing diplomatic stuff. Yeah. Like whining about... They're going to have to take away his Twitter, they right? They have to. I I, mean, they, they honestly have to. It's a joke. There's a, the lead, Not just like, even if this was like the president of Bolivia yeah. texting like this, like it would be a joke, but it's the president of the United States. <laughs> You're going to see tweets like, China doesn't think I'll nuke them. <laughs> yeah. So like, he's got the balls now. Oh man, it's going to get nuts. Somebody's going to have to fucking, he's going to get impeached doing that shit like that. Like he's going to, something's going to have to happen. Well, I mean, someone's going to impeach. They've got to shut him down somehow. Like, Yeah, I don't see him. Just, I don't see him finishing four years. I think he's gonna quit i've always thought day one he's just gonna say fuck you this yeah. is what you guys he doesn't deserve. even know how hard it's gonna get yet no and if he quits then he gets out without doing the work do you mean he still won and the he election to do yeah it. and then he doesn't do anything and then he gets to it. walk away going you know i tried but i can't you know i'm, I'm completely uh, uh, uh no one's listening to me here nothing's going through and you know this is this is your america now sorry you know yeah. just leave. i can get more done as a businessman yeah 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 gonna get out there because that's the thing too right he's got all these <laughs> fucking companies in different countries and shit like he's got it's not okay no 
Like, no, I thought there was things to stop that from happening. Yeah, there was supposed to be. He's, he's supposed to, like, basically release it so that there's no nepotism on his family runs it. He doesn't run it yeah. anymore while he's president. There was like a guy. Uh, uh, well, it was uh, one of the guys. Now there's a bunch of people for cabinet that are getting put through or, or, or have to get put through and vetted and stuff. But there's one guy who worked for like a company. It was like an oil company. And he had to like early retire. And then they put like a, a certain amount of money. He has to sell off his stocks and put a certain amount of money away that he doesn't get for like until he's done within the job and if he works even in the industry even within 10 years of not having the job yep. like he can be sued and stuff or they take Jesus. the money back uh which is the way to do it right yeah. like but there's certain people who didn't like dick cheney kept halliburton running and was still part of it <laughs> yeah you can't touch that guy though yeah exactly that man was pure evil right so there's not. no yeah what are you gonna go after him yeah he's like, you gotta get rid of it and he's just like Kalima! And he takes your heart out and <laughs> yeah, it was fucked yeah he's legit scary trump's funny scary that guy was yeah, that's what people, scary. when people like, get so scared of Trump, it's like, he's not, he doesn't even know what he's doing. He's yeah. not, you know, like. You think he's got a master plan back there somewhere? Yeah, yeah, like Dick Cheney had a master plan. It's like, bomb this country, occupy it, rebuild it with my company so yeah. that I make billions of dollars, and then leave. Yeah. I don't care what happens to these people. That's Build a very all. definitive plan. Yeah, Trump has none of that. It's just, I want to be on TV. Yeah, yeah. So put me on TV now. <laughs> oh, man. deal with that. I can't, you know what the, the job that's going to be the hardest in that administration and nobody's really even talked about it yet? The press secretary. <laughs> They're going to have <laughs> such, like, you know, because like the president really, <laughs> ne- like Trump, when you're campaigning, you're on TV all the time. When you're a president, you pick your spots and you come out and give yeah. a very whatever speech. The press secretary is the one who has to take all this shit when he goes out when he tweets when he does everything like every morning they're just gonna wake oh, up yeah. and they're gonna put a gun in their mouth and they're gonna go no no it's only three more years so many 5am phone calls yeah did you see this one yeah he, the guy's not gonna sleep for like four years no and if he did he'd just be waking up <laughs> nightmares of the things he said yeah death to all black people oh god <clears throat> god what am I, how am I gonna spin this yeah fuck oh god yeah that'd be awful that'd be the worst job in that administration I'd say It'd be up there. If either that or the hookers would have to pee on each other every night. Right. One of but the I, two. I don't think that's a cabinet position, though. <laughs> you sure? The hookers. <laughs> I think he added it. He added that and secretary of partying down. <laughs> partying down. <laughs> All right, Pete, well, it was good to talk to you today, man. Yeah, you too, bud. Got uh, some of that Trump shit out there. Finally. It's just, it's, I've been talking about Trump on almost every episode, at least uh, casually. Hard not to. Uh, yeah, it's just it's what's going on now. But like, it almost seems like, can there just be something? That's why I wanted to talk more about Meryl Streep this time around. Just, to, just fuck her. I man. think I could take her in a UFC fight. I think so. I'm issuing the challenge right now, Streep. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to show up. She could probably take Rousey, though. I think anybody could take that Rousey. That fight. Did you see that fight? I saw the gif of the end of it. That's what it Right. Is. I saw the whole fight, which was 30 seconds or right. whatever. Oh, fuck. It was just sad. You know? Because it's the whole buildup. <laughs> and, and they both walked to the ring, and Rousey looked tough, like she's going to do this or whatever. And then she just ate every punch that was thrown. And you could just see her face <laughs> like, oh, no. This is undone. I cannot take this. Yeah. She, got a, she was in women's MMA. Like, white people were in basketball before they let blacks in. Yeah. And now they're letting them in. And yeah. she's getting dummied. Yeah. She was, you know, and there was like no competition for her really, right? So no. it was easy to be on top. And now it's like, oh, no, you're you, you, this, this woman from Brazil is going to beat the shit out of you for 35 seconds. Ugh. And like... Just not even give a Wrecker. fuck. Just she was just not stopping throwing. It was just constant punch after punch. Just pretty much every one of them landing. She was barely blocking. Like oh, it yeah, was man, it was a know. massacre. Don't know what she expects. Some people were like, oh, it was the ref. You know, stopping the fight. That was bullshit. It's like, no, no, no. no she was out face. on her feet pretty much. Like she was, it, she wasn't defending herself. Like if you're not defending yourself and you're eating punches, like you stop the fight. Just, if, we, if you saw somebody on the street just beating the shit out of somebody, you would stop that from happening. <laughs> like even hockey refs would jump in at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Oh, did you see your tweets afterwards? No. Oh, so sad. Really? Just all these tweets about being at the lowest point. Yeah, she did that, like, apparently she was, like, suicidal or something last time or whatever. Like, she lost, and, and I could imagine that this probably didn't help her out either, but that's the, you know. You probably shouldn't be in the game, then. You probably shouldn't be in the game. Nobody asked you to be a fighter. No. You should have learned how to be a fighter first. Yeah, and and if you are a fighter, you gotta learn that you're gonna lose sometimes. Like, there are people who go through bouts of depression after, like, a big fight that they're supposed to win. Yeah. You know, like, uh, George Foreman after Ali, apparently, for years was depressed just because he was supposed, he was, you know, he's on his way 
way up. He was supposed to be the guy who won that fight. Yeah. Well, a guy who names all his kids George probably deserves to be taken down a peg. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What an asshole. <laughs> so maybe let's not say that's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. He fucking had eight more kids and invented a frying machine. <laughs> He's done fine. <laughs> <laughs> fucking fat, useless old man. <laughs> He's done great. He did do pretty good. You see him on TV sometimes, too. And it's just like, geez, is George Foreman still out there hawking shit? Yeah, still going, man. sell anything. But he's got a lot of kids to race. He does. They're all named George. All named George. Even, even the, the girl. Even the girl. Like Georgina for the girl. What a fucking dick. Yeah. Can you imagine? It was an asshole move. Just an, I mean, he did get punched in the face for a living in his defense. Yeah. That, I mean, they fucking interview them still after the fight, which kills me. Dude just got punched in the face for an hour and a half. I know, right? Let's give him a break. Yeah. How was that loss feel? Yeah, like, I got punched in the face a lot. What do you want from me? Yeah. But it's amazing how many people Ali just ruined, hey? Yeah. Just fucking... Joe like, Frazier's Joe not Frazier. a anymore. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's dead now, right? Maybe. Yeah. Joe yeah. Frazier's dead. He's dead enough. Yeah. But he was like, hated him for years, hated right? Hated him. Yeah. He was like one, the one person in that one, there was like a book called like Fighting Ollie or something like that. And he was like the one guy who was like, I fucking hate him. He's a piece <laughs> of shit. Yeah, everybody else pretend to love him. Yeah. But he, he was an asshole, right? Like Ollie was a gigantic asshole. That, that's how he won, you know? He got in Joe people's Frazier heads. He a big stupid monkey yeah, like a yeah. thousand times. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It really hurt Joe Frazier's feelings. Really got to him. Yeah. Respected him as a mutual fighter. Yeah, yeah. Just shit on him constantly. Yeah. Oh, man. They almost want to see fucking Joe Frazier just kick the shit out of him then, you know? I would like to see Joe Frazier's corpse fight Meryl Streep. <laughs> <laughs> we tie it up we in a Bernie style. Yeah, yeah. And use it like a puppet. I think we could still beat Meryl Streep in a fight. I think so. Joe Frazier's body, if, even if he just got it up and landed it on her, yeah. he'd kill her instantly. And then spike a football on her body. body. And then we tape it, make a two-hour movie out of it, call it art. <laughs> yeah, there you go. A little movie called Fuck You, Meryl Streep. It's funny because there's movies about mixed martial arts and movies about boxing and movies about with martial arts in them. Like, it's just, you're shitting, you're so ignorant that you don't even realize, like, everything, yeah. like, all the shit that you're saying. Like, this isn't an art. There's literally, like, a movie nominated tonight for some fucking having some martial art <laughs> in it, probably. Like, Plus, I've seen plenty of movies that aren't art. I'll yeah. tell you that right now. Devil Wears Prada. Devil Wears Prada was not art. Yeah. All right. That's uh, way worse than watching a dude. What was that other one? It was like the fucking the river or white. She was in like some movie about like white, like this family that went whitewater rafting. And then Kevin Bacon was a bad guy in it. I remember liking it as a kid because it was suspenseful, <laughs> but it was not fucking art. <laughs> Sounds like a real steamer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's definitely done a lot of shit and then some good stuff at one point in time. And if you have tens of millions of dollars, you don't get an opinion anyway. Fuck you. Yeah, you well, live that's, in a different and that's the thing. That's that's all the middle, like, middle class, or not even middle class, like, lower class, working class, whatever people who were, like, voted for Trump or were thinking about voting for Trump or voted independent or whatever. They look at someone like Meryl Streep and go, yeah, this is why. This yeah. is why we don't vote for you, because you don't understand, or, or your side, because your side doesn't understand us. You just think that, like, everybody should sit around drinking red wine and, and you know pining on about some fucking shitty goddamn art piece and and how what you do is so fucking important that's why i hate the oscars every year the like i watch them because like i want to see movies that win and then there's always like a comedian or two that i find interesting on there especially if they have a good comedian host but every year they have a comedian host and they come on and they tell some jokes and then the next day everybody's like he was so off color and what mean and yeah. inappropriate it's fuck off you, you pretend you guys, for a living yeah you pretend for a living and then you stand around and congratu- congratulate each other with false golden icons and then you fucking have the nerve to yeah. to then be upset because somebody tries to what take it down a peg by shitting on one of your fucking stupid movies like yeah, a comedian who had to write all his own shit yeah got up there and did it and wrote his own stuff and made fun of for being in a movie that somebody else wrote and you just said the words yeah. and you got upset about it. You play dress up for a living. Yeah. Take a fucking joke. Yeah. It's just upsetting. That's why I love Ricky Gervais doing it, man. He would he would go right. hard on the people, like didn't have a problem. And then afterwards when people say, yeah, they're jokes. Yeah. I asked him if I could tell the jokes that I wanted to tell. They're like, yep, go ahead. I remember he was on, uh, what's that guy's name who filled in after Larry King, the, the British guy, Pierce Morgan. Oh, Pierce Morgan. He was on Ricky Gervais was on Pierce Morgan afterwards uh, after the one of the Golden Globes and he was just like he, he was like oh you know the people were mad at you he's like I don't care and he's like you know <laughs> he's like I don't care you know I made fun of Johnny Depp he's a movie star yeah. like he's got a great life if he can't take fun of me take me making fun of him then he's who like who cares and Why he's would... the silliest person yeah how do you not make fun of Johnny Depp? yeah the guy literally looks like Jack Sparrow just in person <laughs> he doesn't live on Earth like. 
Just fuck, yeah, make fun of him. What does he care? Yeah. Does he give a shit? Why is he even there? Why are you even at the Oscar? Just go live on a boat with whoever beautiful person you're with now. But I, yeah, I, I find I hate that self-congratulatory aspect of it. Like, I, I get it. You know, if they if they just, if people just didn't take it seriously. Mark Wahlberg came out talking about Meryl Streep, but not directly, but just in general. He's like, he's like I think Hollywood should shut up about <laughs> politics and stay Good. out of it. Yes. And he was just like, he's like, they, we don't live in that real world. He's like, I still have my foot in it a bit, like more so than I think some other people. And I navigate Hollywood and I like Hollywood. We don't understand what any of these other people are going through because Good. we haven't had to do it for so long. Yeah, yeah. Which is true. Like, I get it. If you have, like, that, that uh, soapbox to stand on or that, that mountain to scream from of being like, I'm famous, people will listen to me. Yeah. But you better be pretty fucking educated in it and if, and and understand, like, what you're talking about. Not, yeah, like, yeah. Meryl Streep hasn't lived a normal life in 50 years. No. None of her friends do. No. None of her friends' friends do. Like, she doesn't no. interact with anybody. There's nothing who's... about her life that understands at all what someone in Detroit's going through or in, in Pennsylvania the people who yeah. like some of these places like Michigan and Pennsylvania were places that like voted for Trump and like you'd say like oh that's stupid but I don't you know if you don't know what they're going through you gotta understand that like maybe there's there's a reasoning in their head that they don't want another shitty lying Democrat <laughs> like yeah, Hillary like another Clinton them. specifically yeah that was a bad one to be running against him oof yeah Bernie I think Bernie Sanders would have won I think it's a two, but who knows? I mean, yeah, I, I think might, I mean, he might not have. This all speculation, but I just think that like he spoke enough to the people that he. That's why I don't think the Democrats liked him because he wasn't totally a Democrat. Like he's very yeah. socialist, but he's also way more anti like Wall Street and stuff. Like the Democrats are, have a hard on for Wall Street. They always yeah, have. They pay them. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they pay everybody. All these politicians are crooked. There's no. Why would you get into politics? Like, there's guys like Bernie Sanders who try to crawl through it and do it right. But mm. most people don't. No. Like, and why would you? Yeah. It's a shitty job. You don't actually do anything. Yeah. It's almost impossible to affect change, yeah. you know? So It's a big, stupid thing where everybody's got an opinion and nobody really listening. Yeah. Yeah. Most of the people that do it are just in there to get, you know, set up future money for them once they're not in office anymore. Yeah. Well, you shouldn't want to be a politician. Like, it's a dumb thing to want to be. Yeah. You know I mean? Like, it's a creepy thing. You should want to be an MMA fighter yes. or a football player. Finally. Foot- that's, yeah, that's what I want to say. That's what bugs me. Street shit on football. It's like there's so many poor people who that's the only thing they look forward to every week. Mm-hmm. And they can't afford to do any of the things that Meryl Streep does in a day. Mm-hmm. So just fucking let yeah, them have it. They want to eat shitty food full of nitrates because it's cheap and yeah. <laughs> high calorie intake yeah. and watch a goddamn sport that brings them joy. I made $90 this week, Meryl Streep. What do you want me to do? Yeah. What kind of art should I be taking in Yeah. for no money? I think that's a good way to end it. Fuck yeah. Meryl Streep. Fuck Meryl Streep. Uh, all right, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for coming in, Pete. Thank you for having me. No problem, man. Uh, so again, this is not a safe space. Check us out on NeverSleepsNetwork.com uh, and check out all their other great podcasts there. You guys have been great, and I'll see you next time. Fuck Meryl Street. Fuck Meryl Street. <laughs>